A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. 
And I'm Ken Napsog. This is a show where we take something from the StarWars.com databank and dive into it. Thus, the title, Databank Dive. We have a lot of fun doing this. We had so much fun doing this for The Companion, a wonderful sci-fi app uh, that we invite you to check out that first season there if you want to check out The Companion. Uh, but this is a lot of fun. I'm excited. Joseph, I, I know what's coming, but I'm still going to giggle. <laughs> yeah, this is a particularly fun one. Uh, this is a, a character uh, that was featured on our old show, Databank Brawl, where we'd talk about some characters and then they would fight because it was fun to imagine this character fighting. Our topic today is the very well-known, the beloved, the character with an extremely easy-to-say-and-memorize name. It is TT-8L-Y7. Did I even say that right? I have to double-check as I go. It's so easy to say. TT-8L-Y7. This is, if you're not immediately familiar, uh, also called the Gatekeeper Droid or the Tattletail Droid. It's the droid that's an I. That is mean to C-3PO in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh, are, you, yeah. are you excited to talk about an I, Ken? I am very excited. Uh, this is one of those names that has always, the gatekeeper droid, easy to memorize. Tattletail droid, easy. Door droid. TT-8L slash Y7 is one of those ones where I was trying to memorize it for <laughs> trivia and I went, I, I don't care. I'll miss that question. <laughs> I always get it close and I throw a three in there. I say the the wrong, you know, dash slash. What, what am I saying? What, what did I, yeah, I'm always so close. I am like uh, my grandma used to be with Star Wars names. Always so close, but not quite right. <laughs> C4PIO, what? Uh, yeah. So here is what the StarWars.com databank has to say about TT-8L slash Y7. These gatekeeper droids were iStock droids that were installed in doors and entryways to screen visitors. They earned their nickname Tattletail Droids from their obnoxious demeanor in the pursuit of fulfilling their programming. Uh, they were manufactured by ServoDroid Inc. and were in use across the galaxy for years. During the Clone Wars, one was installed in Rishi Station Outpost, and another was used by Ga Nacht, a Trandoshan traitor, probably the most infamous and annoying TT-8L-Y7 in use, was the one who kept uh, visitors out of Jabba's palace. Uh, this is a notable Star Wars databank entry for two reasons. It's got some typos in it that I discovered as I was reading, and... Uh, it's it's got a strong strong opinion. Sometimes they're a little bit more of like encyclopedia entries, right? Of just the facts. You can make an emotional interpretation, but here are the facts. Not here. <laughs> Stars.com databank has some extremely strong opinions about the emotional attitude of this droid. How do you feel about that? It goes in hard, this databank entry. It really does. <laughs> it's making some judgments. I don't necessarily think they're wrong judgments, but it's 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 judging, that's for sure. Yeah, obnoxious. I don't know if obnoxious is the first word I would use. Like, I get that it's obnoxious, but I, I think mm. I would go scary first. Do you, do you feel scary or obnoxious when you see this droid? Scary? I'll go rude. Rude, you know, yeah. There's not, not a, some, some proper decorum at the door there. I'll say that. But <laughs> obnoxious, annoying. Maybe, but again. Yeah, maybe it's the low voice. Maybe I, maybe I think low voice means scary, high voice means obnoxious. <laughs> 
<laughs> with all due respect to high voice door droids out there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But these are mostly low voice droids. Low voice droids. Uh, there's, of course, more information on Wikipedia. Wikipedia says the TT-8L slash Y7 gatekeeper droid, also known sim- simply is the TT-8L. I wonder if that's simple. <laughs> and nicknamed the Tattletail Droid was a model of security droid manufactured by Servo Droid Inc. The TT-8L/Y7 Gatekeeper Droid was installed in doors and entryways on screens uh, uh, to screen visitors and scan for weapons. Considered obnoxious and invasive. <laughs> oh, okay. Invasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The droid enjoyed their position of control were nicknamed yeah. Tattletail Droids due to their demeanor in the pursuit of fulfilling their programming. They spoke in a barking metallic voice using an attached speaker and had a grating laugh. TT-8L slash Y7s also functioned as hollow cams. So a yeah. lot of that was a, a repeat, but there was a little bit more obnoxious mm-hmm. and invasive, and it was great to clarify that they do speak in a barking metallic voice. Okay, that's the obnoxious part. It's not yeah. the high or the low. It's the general timber. Yeah, the the and, and the the tone and tenor and the approach, right? The intent behind some of the stuff going on there. This droid can't help its voice, but what it does with its voice might be its uh, what's in its control. Right. This is not like a butler droid with an elegant voice of like, mm-hmm. excuse me, I'm so sorry to let you know you can't enter. This is like, no, get out of here, get. Yeah, extremely uh, yeah. rude. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the dock dock worker of the Star Wars world. Like, what are you? Hey, you don't belong here. Get out of here. Oi. Maybe that's like, what they're saying in Hatties is Oi. <laughs> I will say then. So uh I have to ask, uh, uh from the get go here, uh we can keep saying TT dash eight L slash Y seven until we become very comfortable with it. Uh but we've got two other names, three other names to to choose from door droid. Gatekeeper droid, tattletail droid. Uh, which is your favorite? I, I like gatekeeper droid because that word gatekeeper has, has developed, uh, you know, into something, a big topic in the world, right? Which mm-hmm. is, is an important topic. I, I'm against uh, gatekeeping. And even uh, want to uh, point out the the subtle ways that gate, gates are kept in, in pop culture and the rest of the world and other, and other uh, uh Subjects, so I think that works for me. Gatekeeper droid, but I'll go. I'll go. TT8L works too, but even then, that's kind of a mush mouthful. Yeah, Tattletail droids is is really fun because it feels like it's trying to take their power away. Because mm. like, oh, you're the droid who's going to send your little message back to Bib Fortuna hiding there and tell them, oh, this person's at the door, or oh, yeah. look, that person looks like they might have a, a blaster bulge. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Tattletail. Tattletail is kind of mocking them and taking their power away, but Gatekeeper Droid is is giving them their power. They can stop you from entering. Yeah, which is there to, to defend them from the start. Uh, maybe we'll see how far that defense goes as this conversation goes on. But that that is their job. So, you know, <laughs> do you call a bouncer a tattletale? No, he's doing a job. He might, that power might go to his head or, you know, you don't know the abuse he's taken by the time you get to them at, at the night. But but gate, Gatekeeper at least says that is your job. What do you do with that power is up to you? That, that's a really good comparison. Like, oh, this tattletale bouncer is telling everyone my, my idea is fake and I'm... <laughs> Not yeah. on the list. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I like uh, Gatekeeper Droid too. I think uh, that's probably the main one I will use as we go. Gatekeeper Droid because it is their responsibility, as you said. It's also funny to imagine them being extra obnoxious that way. Like they absolutely launch out of their little hidey hole. Somebody's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'd like to come into this uh, convention. And they launch out of their hidey hole and go, oh, do you like Ahsoka Tano? Oh, what species is she? Yeah, like just total yeah. gatekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do you feel? Uh, how did you feel about this gatekeeper droid when you were a kid? Was it funny, scary? Did you kind of naturally understand emotionally what it was? What was the beginning of your journey? As I've discussed here before in Force Center, I was a little skittish, frightened kid. Still kind of skittish and frightened as an adult. I don't watch a lot of horror movies or jump scares or stuff. I try to avoid that. And I think the Rancor monster and the door droid, the gatekeeper droid, I think are part of that and part of that journey. I, this droid terrified me. What was it? Because remember, <laughs> we, we got the Bomar Monk's uh, uh, spider droid that we see seconds later, right? I thought it was kind of the same thing. And I was like, why is there a giant spider with an eye poking through a door? I was confused. That's a great question for you to ask. Uh, Were you kind of confused or not? Did you not understand what it was? I did not understand what it was at seven in the theater. It just terrified me because 3PO was terrified by it. Is that a spider part? I like that. (laughs) It is skittering. Speaking of skittering, the Bomar monk is skittering very nearby, Mm -hmm. holding on to its brain jar. Uh, Yeah, I think. I don't know why I wasn't scared. I should be scared because we've talked uh, often how much uh, the cantina scene in A New Hope and Wu Hare's general attitude of annoyance at Luke's existence, uh, mm. both uh, scarred us and made yeah. us frightened of ordering drinks in bars. So right. the gatekeeper droid should have that same vibe to me. I should have been scared of it. I would have been terrified of that as a child if some you know thing came out of a door and questioned whether or not I belonged there. Mm. Uh so it really should be just tap dancing on uh, the anxieties I had as a kid. Yeah. But for some reason, I think I've always thought of it as funny. So I rewatched the mm. Return of the Jedi scene this morning to be like, why did I find it funny? It's because it's all about uh, 3PO's terror. It's all, <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. the cruelty of like, I don't mind it happening to 3PO, which I'm not particularly proud of, but that's clearly the way I uh, absorbed it as a child. Like, it's funny when it happens to 3PO. I don't want it to happen to me, but great. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, you're you're tapping into why I think I was terrified. I think I put myself in 3PO's uh, eye sockets, and I, I remember being terrified as a kid that, yeah, I, I, there's something, I, I talk about Star Wars therapy, uh, get into this here. Like, there was one time we got stuck in the snow in, in, in Big Bear in a Subaru station wagon on like 86, right? I'm like mm-hmm. 10. I had a breakdown. I thought we were never going to see home again, right? Like, I just had this concept of we're done. We're done. We're on this hill. We're on this road. There's no, the sun will never rise. And we're, and I just lost it as a kid. And I think there was something about 3PO knocking on the door, not getting in. And there's just this vast desert. I was like, they're done for. They're done for. What are they going to do? This eye kept them out. Yeah, it's such a funny scene, the way 3PO knocks just very quietly and then tries to leave immediately, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost it's like still, the gatekeeper yeah. droid is calling out his his uh, cowardice. Yeah, and look, I think now that's pretty funny. Like, now it's now it probably is a, a very well-done comedic beat that as a kid hit me in another way. Yeah, yeah. And I think then I think as I got, a, you know, a little bit uh, older and saw Return of the Jedi again on VHS and then, you know, finally had it as a teen... Uh, 
I felt like as a teen, doors were a, an opportunity for anxiety. Um, some weren't marked push or pull, and I was always afraid of the embarrassment of pushing or pulling. Even worse, if it is labeled push or pull, and you're busy talking to someone and trying to impress them, and you do the wrong thing, and they're all going to laugh at you. And I just was not very strong at all. I was a little scrawny guy, so sometimes I'd just be like, I need to use two hands on this door, and people would laugh at me <laughs> for having to use two hands. I'd look at two-hand scrimshaw. I can't even open this door so i think i felt like some comfort that like look see doors are difficult it's a truth and this droid acknowledges it uh, well two-hand scripture is like a 19th century uh outlaw that's like <laughs> in, a, in a gang it's all two hands over there that's great oh, oh he 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 double draws pistols right no he can't open a door <laughs> the two-hand scrimshaw uh <laughs> So there's a little bit of our emotional anxieties in response to the gatekeeper droid. Ken, how would you physically describe TT-8L slash Y7? A metallic eyeball on a stick. All right. And you're like, well, of course. Yeah. But that that's what it was. And it also connected to that, that lady in Dark Crystal pulls the eye out. And that terrified me, too. <laughs> yes. So I think there was some connection there in my early days. Yeah. Now, it goes on to, you know, you can find out photos of what it kind of looks like. And it has like it's like a little like almost um, camera mount. It looks like it's got a little stand uh, like you're putting a tripod on your desk. Uh, and then it goes <laughs> all the works its way. There's this great picture of Wikipedia. You just got it's like a four prongs and it goes up just onto like an arm that moves, and then the eye is almost put on there as if it's like you're putting on lighting equipment for a set, like some some uh, grip did that, and uh, <laughs> or some uh, best boys of electronic, right? Um, yeah, then and then an eye, it's like it, 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 it's not even like a, I don't even describe it as like a tennis ball or so it's it's an eyeball, the design on it's so good. We'll discuss that, but like it does all, it's always come across as a, as a metal eye, which kind of terrified me. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is just, it's, it's all eye all the time. There's some other stuff mm -hmm. there, but it is so eye forward. Uh, and you're right. It does look like some like modern uh, selfie lighting or camera. It looks like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if a selfie stick wanted to kill you? It's a really nasty little arm. Uh, I, I really like that it is mostly eye. It is a bulbous eye. It's a big eye. And then it's got that weird little thing that looks like it should be a handle, but it's covered with spikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which really adds to the gatekeeping of, in theory, you should be able to touch me, but you can't. <laughs> No touching, no touching. Yeah, which is fine. No, you, you shouldn't be touching things that uh, don't want to be touched. But it, it looks like it's designed to be like, oh, the, this this handle is here for people who are installing it or doing maintenance on the droid, and yet mm -hmm. it can't be <laughs> used the way it looks like it should be used. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. this could just be a nice function of a, of a good space-age door, uh, but instead it's it's got this uh, literal spikes on it, so its attitude is, is a little adjusted. Yeah, and I think one of the other things going deeper into the design like you're talking about that makes it look real nasty is it could have just had like an eyelid, right? Or, or not even an eyelid, mm. but it's got what looks to us like an eyelid that's this weird sort of little like drippy mouth. Like it looks like uh, it should be cute, like it's little ice cream mm. drips, but it looks like it'll bite your finger off. Yeah, that's a good point looking at it a little more closely because it's, it's really just like, a covering, right? <laughs> then opens up, and then you know, you got this uh, eye staring at you there. Uh, and and the design of that mouth is even a little bit like, uh, you know, uh, was it Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors? So it's yeah, another little scary thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. The overall impact uh, for me, Ken, is this entire droid looks like being caught doing something embarrassing in public. That's the vibe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and perhaps that leads us into the, a potential answer uh, for our next question, which is for you, what is the magic of TT-8L slash Y7? Why do these gatekeeper droids uh, add to the fabric of Star Wars? Well, and, and, and trying to dis- discover the true magic of, of the gatekeeper droid, I'm going I'm to answer it in two sides. There's there's the modern day adult Ken that looks at this and just thinks it's it's a bizarre sci-fi design. It's kind of, you know, funny in a way. It's a door droid. It, it, it's... It's it's a very sci-fi thing. Like I always go to like examples of you know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which re- really Douglas Adams is just playing around with the genre that already existed and kind of you know having some fun with it. So it reminds me of something like that. So there's that kind of modern day magic. But I, I got to go also to when I was a kid, when I was seven. Yes, I was terrified. Yes, I was scared. But it, it, it just seemed so out of this world. Talk about a story taking mm-hmm. place in a galaxy far, far away. It was like, God, even the doors are against you. And what is that? And, and the confusion over the Boromar monk and the and and the gatekeeper droid for me was like, you know, it, it, it that kind of confusion also created, uh, you know, intrigue in into me wanting to find out more about this galaxy. And then the ability to be transported away. Just this is that those little kind of nuggets of of magic all through the series, especially the original trilogy for me as a kid. And this was part of it. That it was memorable. The laugh, everything about it, my terror, everything about it was memorable <laughs> and just made this seem like this fantastical world that I couldn't quite understand. Yeah, no, I really agree with that. I love that it's in this kind of perfect zone for me of Star Wars where it's almost logical, but not quite. Of like, oh, if you, if you have high tech to make basically any function, any day-to-day function in the galaxy, be a droid. Uh, you know, I've had this conversation with lots of people like, why don't they just have droids do X, Y, or Z? And like, because it's Star Wars and there's, you know, yeah. uh, there's customs and there is finance and not everything can be a droid, but lots of things can be a droid. Yeah. Uh, so that almost logical, but not quite like, why not make the whole door a droid? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> but it's, yeah. I, but it's this custom thing you can stick on your, your, uh, your door. And it's so fantastic in, in, you know, 1983 when the movie comes out but at this point with like you know ring security and all those different security where you can be looking at cameras from your door you can be halfway across the world and on the internet and talking to somebody at your own front door that like Mm -hmm. they're not actually that bonkers anymore (laughs) gosh you were i was at a diner not too long ago on my phone talking through my door to some people coming to work on our house (laughs) I'm just like, you have the code. <laughs> so now I'm going to do that. Now I'm going to be a gatekeeper, Jordan, actually do the laugh. Yeah, and do the blah, 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 binky, uh, whatever it is they say, but it ends with something like binky, yeah. uh, which is both scary and funny. But then big picture for me, I really, really agree with you that it is that sense of wonder and imagination. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you're kind of looking through 3PO's eyes as a kid, which clearly I was uh, looking at 3PO, not through him, <laughs> and enjoying his discomfort. Uh, but if I'm empathizing with 3PO, it's this great feeling that the Star Wars galaxy, you're wandering through it, and at any moment, anything might be alive and also possibly mad at you, <laughs> which is scary, but also just gives it that that sense of wonder and fantasy. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it makes me just want to walk through Galaxy's Edge and go, what part of this world might yell at me at any moment? 
Oh, that's a good point. Did they? They don't have one in there yet. That'd be a perfect. Perfect. I, Oh, yeah, that'd be a great place. Well, we're going to talk about where else these gatekeeper droids should be doing their gatekeeping in a moment when we return from our break. Back in a moment. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back to continue our discussion of TT-8L slash Y7, the gatekeeper droid. When we started this episode, I was like, I don't know if I want to say that every time, but now I feel... A challenge. Uh, so, Ken, do you think this droid can help what it is? Uh, all of these descriptions are calling it obnoxious. It's overly obsessed with its mission to uh, guard these doors, to gatekeep these spaces. Uh, can it help being obnoxious? Can this droid change? I I think it can. We all can. Uh, we also sometimes you have a job, and it's how you how you take that job, how you approach that job, how you. How much of it is your identity? How much of it isn't? And not to get too too deep, but like, you know, this droid wakes up, so to speak, and it's like, I'm in a door. This is my gig. <laughs> this is my lot in life. And you know, at, at certain times might be a little grumpy about that. And and again, I say like bouncers can uh, or any kind of, you know, security personnel keeping you out of place can be jerks, can be problems. But I always say just consider the 50 people who approached them before you and I guarantee a lot of them didn't treat them right. So, you know, maybe I'm trying, I'm trying to give a little grace and a, and a little room for growth in the gatekeeper droid, though. I do think this one's really enjoying his power on job. Oh power. yeah. Oh yeah. Enjoying his power. But yeah, if, if you had only one mission in all of life, you might be obsessive about it. If you were a droid designed just to make peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Wouldn't you right. be really obsessive and obnoxious about it? Mm-hmm. Who's going to get this peanut butter sandwich? The peanut butter sandwich has got to be right. You better enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? Tell me. Do you creamy? Well, come on. Answer my questions. Um, I think that droids can absolutely change. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. Some of it uh, takes some love. You know, I- I'd love to see this story. I want to see Queel, or since he is uh, sadly <laughs> passed on, I want to see Queel or maybe Pelimoto, who's also big on droids. Mm-hmm give this droid a chance to care about something else. Um, I would love to see them uh, make it uh, very Douglas Adams territory, but make it uh, a tour guide, an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Let it look at the sky. Imagine Pelimoto just coming along and going like, hey, I can adjust just a couple little bits and you can look up for once. <laughs> the, yeah. the droid suddenly be like, Bodo Bodo Pinky. <laughs> Different world. I've seen the sky. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I give you that. Give the, give the gatekeeper droid a chance. Exactly. And another reason that I think that perhaps they are uh, obnoxious and a little obsessed with their role is I feel like there may be kind of unfair limits to the gatekeeper droid's powers. What do you think the actual limits are? Certainly we see that they can refuse to physically open the door. They seem to have control of that. I'm sure they can uh, call for security. I'm sure they're, you know, zipping information to Bib Fortuna. Uh, but do they have weaponry? Should they? Should they be able to physically defend the door themselves rather than just tattletale? I, I would like the, them to have the ability to defend themselves. Uh, again, do I want to keep people out of Jabba's palace? I don't know. You know, I'm not here to defend Jabba, but <laughs> there's got to be someone along the Star Wars galaxy uh, path there that is like, uh, we, we're doing some good um, uh, science experience in here that might help, uh, uh, you know, w- with creatures and beings and, and, and people of the galaxy. We need a good door guard. So give give the 
that droid the ability to defend. But I, again, it's not even that the gatekeeper droid, gatekeeper droid would abuse the power, but those who own it might, Jabba being a, a great example. So I'm cautiously saying, yeah, give them a little more to defend the door. Yeah, I, I think that they should be able to live full, robust lives, which means being able to actually defend the door. I think those those daggers on their handle, those spikes, I think they should be able to shoot them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Fire them. I think if uh, somebody tries to grab them, I think they should be able to do a little electric shock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if absolutely necessary, I think that they should have a body in waiting inside the door and be able to burst through the door like Kool-Aid man. Oh, like something giant. Okay. I kind of yeah. Like, yeah. Like everybody thinks they're just an eye and then suddenly like yeah. buff robot uh, droid. Hey, hey, hey. Boom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. This is a fascinating study in whatever we zero in on on Star Wars, we often have empathy for. Yeah. And I'm hearing myself talk of like, they should be able to shock people, shoot daggers and like, wait, (laughs) 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 what am I saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm just feeling bad for this droid in their their limited life perspective. Yeah. Um, I think this next question kind of maybe gets into why I'm having some some empathy for the gatekeeper droids. Uh, do you think the gatekeeper droids have a high likelihood of being destroyed by annoyed bounty hunters and Jedi? I think this happens all the time. I think yeah. we've only just started to scratch the surface on these droids and how they're abused. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This this because it's just made for that, right? It's which is almost why it's like. It's it, the these droids are kind of bullies, but it's just like all I have to do is reach out and grab your neck. <laughs> that's all I got to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that's it. Is like they are they're almost like etiquette droids. Like they're scary and they got the deep mm-hmm. voice and the cruel laugh, and they can yeah. they're clearly programmed so they can jut out you at you just a little bit closer to make you nervous. Yeah. And it's a kind of thing like oh that that's gonna work to intimidate you know the vast majority of the galaxy. But yeah. in Star Wars storytelling, we spend time with people who are not going to be intimidated so easily. And, you know, we got the mm-hmm. scene in Mandalorian uh, season one where yeah, Din just pops the head off like a dandelion. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, again, makes a lot of sense, uh, unfortunately, for, unfortunately for these droids. Yeah, I think the droids pop out and try to stop lots of people from coming through. I think I, I've never fathomed this before, Ken, mm. but I think if there was a top 10 list of things in the galaxy that mm. are most likely to be chopped into by a lightsaber. Now, I don't think the Jedi are likely to keep this, but if a Jedi did <laughs> just yeah. really want to do statistics of how often do we use our lightsabers and what do we use them on? Uh-huh. I think the gatekeeper droid is like number three on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great list there. And, and, and it, and, and it all goes back to the what we're describing or some people describe as this obnoxious behavior to the droid. If that hangs over you where you're like, I'm most likely to be yanked out of my hole. I'm most likely going to be <laughs> sliced in two. This is the life I have. And I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm in a GD door like oh, you might have a little uh, cantankerous attitude. Uh, yeah, most likely to be yanked out of my hole. Uh, the <laughs> conversation between the gatekeeper and the Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, the Sarlacc's like, yeah, ain't no one coming down to get me. And then Gatekeeper's like, yeah. all I am is a stem. <laughs> so we have seen a couple characters have interactions with the Gatekeeper droids. Which Star Wars character would you like to see have a disagreement with this droid? 
Oh, Jar Jar Binks, without a doubt. I think, I think <laughs> Jar Jar, because, and, and, and there's a follow-up that also might, my answer might be Jar Jar Binks, but I think Jar Jar would frustrate this droid so much because Jar Jar would approach it with an open heart, right? Mm. And that, this, I, and I'm thinking particularly Jabba's, like there might be, again, some other uh, gatekeeper droids out there with a little bit different programming, but this one, that this this example that we have, laughing, taunting, bullying. Jar Jar would uh, not even recognize that that's happening to him. And I'm not saying that as an insult to Jar Jar. He just approached <laughs> it with a pure heart. And I, I would cause the droid more anger, more frustration. It's so fun to imagine, you know, it coming out too far and bonking Jar Jar on the head, Jar Jar licking it with his tongue for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I get it's like a, a space apple on a stick for him. Yeah, touching its handle and getting the spikes. Uh, ow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just well in the door. Come out the door. Yeah. Use a living door. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I I love that it is uh, kind of a little history of what what happened to Jar Jar. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jar Jar was gate kept. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that would be a healing scene for all of Star Wars. I think. <laughs> yes, um, we need. My my two top choices uh, are Tech from Bad Batch. He's on my mind right now because I think oh, Tech would have a real analytical conversation about the parameters of like, so just to be clear, all you can do is yell at me and report my <laughs> presence. Yeah. You, you actually have no physical ability to impair my movement other than opening or closing a door. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it have a similar effect. Oh, that's, a great, that's a great answer. Yeah. And I also want to see if uh, Mace Windu can just stared down a gatekeeper droid like how that programming works if mace can mm. just you know glower at a gatekeeper droid <laughs> it'll right. just go back into its hidey hole yeah oh yeah that'd be that'd be hilarious just that that mm, like the kind of the look mace has after he kills Django, where he like turns up to dooku <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, in the look he gives the the head or the helmet itself, like, y hey, hey, Mace, you know, you, yeah. you know, Django can't see that now, right? Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's that's what we need him in the gatekeeper droid. And do you have a, a Star Wars character that might befriend this droid, or is that also Jar Jar? I, I was going to say, I, as I was even saying it, I was, I was like, it might also be Jar Jar because I think Jar Jar could get through to the droid. I, I think he has a way of 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 doing that. Yes, he annoys a lot of folks, but like. You know, I, I think he forms enough of a bond with R2 or 3PO and definitely Padme sees him for who he is, which has great value. So I, th I think he could push through that there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, of a droid that would... Yeah, L3, I go to L3 a lot. Yeah, L3 mm -hmm. would be able to yeah. help this droid find out its true meaning. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about uh, the character from the High Republic uh, stories, Ram Jamaram, who's uh, like got a force sensitivity to tech itself. So mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe he sees the way everything goes together. So I think maybe he could he could see that. I really like the idea of L3 <laughs> going on a mission to liberate these droids. Mm -hmm. uh, going on a mission to liberate gonk droids and gatekeeper droids and uh, add <laughs> gatekeeper droids to the head of gonk droids so they could both go around and have oh, some adventures together. Man, that's a fantastic, like, <laughs> that's like one of those old straight to VHS Disney movies like Otis and Milo find their way home or something like that. Uh, Gonky and Gady have an adventure together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Please. Hey, what doors uh, in Star Wars should have a gatekeeper droid that don't? 
Um, I, I really think the uh, bunker on Endor would have helped the Empire if they could have really <laughs> paid attention and seen what was going on. I don't think the droid would have stopped anything. Han might have just yanked it out. But, you know, they would have been able to send two squads to help. Let's look through the door. Oh, well, looking through the ring here, we got some problems out here. <laughs> looking through the ring, we got some problems. Uh, the thing that jumped to my mind is Kylo Ren's office because uh, Ray seems to be able to just stroll in there. Maybe, maybe a little bit getting through a droid. That is, by the way, that's a deleted scene I do want to see of her just going, whoa, they left the door open. It's like whenever you watch those movies and someone knocks and then they're like, oh, I'll just go in because no one, like, who does that? (laughs) Oh, yes. Exactly. Exactly. We always like to make it personal. Uh, It's not like we haven't made it personal already, starting with all of our door anxieties. (laughs) Uh, But where would you put this droid in real life if it existed in our reality, Ken? Um, I would, it's funny. I mean, yeah, I, I, even before we started the show today, I did not think of the ring uh, camera being that it's, uh, so I, I would think uh, my storage shed is a good spot. Um, Ooh. you know, it'd be talking to raccoons and squirrels and occasional <laughs> crows, but just to know that peace of mind that, uh, you know, valuable Funko pops will not be touched is a good spot. Um, but I think I'd also put it near or on my local Del Taco drive-thru um, <laughs> so that I could use it because I get annoyed sometimes with how long people take to order food at fast food joints, particularly my Del Taco drive-thru. You get there, you know the numbers, you order it, you move on so I can get home and deal with my food shame. So I'd want the gatekeeper joy to be like laughing at him, you know? Yeah. I was going to go through with drive through as well because, oh. you know, I, I don't go through fast food drive throughs as much as I'd like to. And this one would make it really fun. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it would probably extend all the way into your car and like check out. <laughs> <laughs> Since these droids are all about judging, it would be really fun to like uh, roll through a McDonald's and say, like, I just want uh, three fish fillets and three apple pies. I know it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird order. And then like the droid comes all the way in the car and looks like and sees that there's no one else in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> judges my order. I do like that you and I both, though we all have definitely tried to, you know, find the heart of this droid. We are both in agreement. Ah, we could use this to bully people at fast food. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get around. That's what it's designed for. It could be more, but right now it, it, yeah. it has a lot to aspire to. Put it that way. Yeah. Now. Yeah. We are going to have a little bit of empathy. We are going to literally put ourselves in the, not the droid's shoes because it doesn't have feet. We're going to put ourselves in this droid's eye stock. If you were this droid, Ken, what real life door would you like to gatekeep? (laughs) I can't answer Del Taco again, huh? Um, I think the door I would like to gatekeep is um, perhaps... Perhaps a door to any comedy club that I perform at regularly. <laughs> so I can determine if you're the type of audience member we want. And I'd have a series of questions, some taunting laughs, and then maybe you get to go in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is me venting a little bit, uh, is, but I'm, it's a similar thing. I would want it outside of movie theaters, and I would want mm-hmm. it... I would want to be like, hey, how much would you pay uh, for this movie? Cool. So then... You wouldn't want to be checking your phone, right? Because mm-hmm. why would you pay for this? And you're not going to talk through this movie, right? Because you you yeah. paid for this. You want to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. just see if the droid could uh, shame people into simply watching the movie that they paid to watch. Yeah. Uh, I like that. 
working through some things. We're going to move on to our final rating. We're going to rate the wild and weird factor and wondrous factor of the TT-8L slash Y7 gatekeeper tattletale door droid. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, and that is Lobots out of 10 Lobot heads. One being the least, 10 being the most. How many Lobot heads do you give this droid that's just an eye? I am going with 8.5 out of 10. I think it's very, very weird. But in terms of Star Wars, maybe if you're, you know, tooling around the galaxy, it's not that weird. The droid, the door has a droid in it. No, of course, that's not weird to you. So I think that lowers a little bit for me. But going back to the fear I felt as a seven-year-old and the wonder that was uh, sur- surfing and uh, circling around my heart, uh, I- I'm going to give it 8.5. Yeah, I I went a little bit lower. I was going to go 7 out of 10 because it is uh, wild and weird and it has become a little less wild and weird since we have similar technology. Yep. But yep. but hey, at least our, our ring doesn't uh, laugh at you. It doesn't have that technology yet. But mm-hmm. I, I bumped it up to 0.5 after I rewatched The Return of the Jedi scene and realized that this droid is designed so that not only does it come flying out at you, it leaves itself like an extra three inches to shoot out at you a little bit more to intimidate you. It knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Really high end stuff. So 7.5 out of 10 Lobot heads for the Gatekeeper Droid. That is this episode of Databank Dive. You can find links to all things Force Center on our Twitter at Force Center Pod. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Ken Napsock or go to my website, KenNapsock.com. There you can link to things like my radio show, Pop Rock and Radio, or my new podcast, The Blathering on the Napsock Network podcast feed. Excellent. And you can find me on all the social media with the handle at Joseph Scrimshaw, where unlike this droid, uh, we will never gatekeep you about being a fan of Star Wars. That is it for Databank Dive. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.